Welcome to the Vision for the Valley podcast. I am your host, Joseph Velarde. In this podcast, we will discover the gym that is the Lehigh Valley and learn from people from all walks of life. Well, hey, we are so glad to be joined by the Bayou Boys for another episode of the Vision for the Valley podcast. And this podcast, again, is designed to highlight what's going on here in the Valley and to connect you to the stories that oftentimes we don't get to hear. And so I'm so excited to be joined by these guys who have several concepts, concepts like the Bayou, Queen City Barbecue. By the way, their chicken and biscuits is so good. I just <laughs> had it, and I've been dreaming about it, uh, but also WizKids as well. So, guys, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourselves you. and thank what you it is much. that you guys do. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Uh, my name is Mo Taylor. I'm one of, uh, one of the three gentlemen sitting here with you today. I'm originally from New Jersey, South Jersey. Uh, grew up right outside of Atlantic City, hmm. came up to the Lehigh Valley in 1998. So I am the only one of the group that wasn't actually from the area originally. But uh, fun fact, I have now been in the Lehigh Valley longer than I lived in New Jersey. So that's, that's, cool. Been, that's been cool. My friends from Jersey razz me about it all the time. <laughs> um, I uh, you know worked in the restaurant industry all my life, went to Lehigh University, and uh, after after finishing mechanical engineering studies there, hmm. uh, went right back into the restaurant industry and uh, found found my way uh, to meeting these gentlemen. And we've been together now for 15 years and hmm. five years in, in business ownership. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. My name is Christian Duarte. Um, one of the three gentlemen sitting here, known as the <laughs> Triple B, right? Triple B. <laughs> Um, I grew up in Northampton hmm. and, um, you know, graduated college in 06 with a finance degree from IUP. Hmm. Um, prior to that, I was working at, you know, a uh, former sports bar known as Starters. Mo was my boss for a few years there, uh, directly out of college. Um, I was a financial advisor as well as a, a bartender at Starters Riverport where I met Jerry for the first time. Hmm. Um, had a phenomenal run there. Uh, got to see one of the highest revenue generating restaurants in the Lehigh Valley wow. uh, do its thing from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, learned a ton, and when it was all done, called on these two gentlemen uh, to to form the perfect. <laughs> I don't want to know about perfect. To, 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 to form, form a, a trio, yeah, to form a trio, uh, a trio to do to do what you know. Is uh, is going on today, um, the Bay Boys, as we've been dubbed, and um, you know, and our our three concepts. My name is Jerry Straub. I also am one of the three uh, that is sitting here today, um, and uh, same same kind of story, a, a little bit different than these guys. Um, you know, I just came up in in the restaurant industry. Um, in my twenties, I became a corporate trainer for a, uh, a large company where I would go and open up uh, restaurants for them, train their staff. Um, and when that uh, career started to come to an end, I was lucky enough to you know, join Mo and Chris um, at the same place, Chris, that you were just talking about at Starters Riverport, this giant, crazy sports bar nightclub where we got a about eight-year lesson in what it's like to uh, do this thing for real. Um, 
Christian was smart enough to uh, figure out how to uh, invest some of those tips that were made. Um, I don't know where all my tips went. Uh, I think you and I spent all of our money. Did we? Is that what happened? Yeah, I think you might be right. That's how it feels right now. Yeah, I'm sure on very important things, Mel. Chris, though, uh, had a, uh, a, a financial mind uh, and figured out how to get um, his own spot at some point. And uh, he's right. He called myself and he called Mo. Um, and we were lucky enough to uh, start this journey a little over five years ago. Oh, that's really cool. So you guys knew each other for like how, how many years again? Was it that here? I think it was eight years. Yeah, eight I think, years, yeah, right? I think okay. professionally it was yeah, eight, eight years. years or, yeah. About yeah. a year or two yeah. longer than that. But We say now we've known each other for 15 years. I'm okay. bad at math. It yeah. could be yeah. off in one way or the other. No, no, no. We're no, just going to say we've known each other for 15 No years. one's out there factoring. That's right. That's right. No one's <laughs> No one's saying this is fake news, right? No one's going to be doing 15 that. 15 years, actually. Is it? Because I, I heard. Sounds, yeah, I heard you say 15. Then I was like, okay. Did I, I that's when sure. I went away to school. And that's <laughs> when I started coming home summers, working at Sardis. at the pub. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, like, when you guys, obviously, you called them. And then you guys started to come together. Like, what was the, the process of getting this thing kind of rolling? And, and the concepts, even, that you guys started with. Because... I know, you know, when you start something, it feels like, oh, it's been so long, but really it hasn't been that long. And we started in this church in 2009, so I can appreciate, and we've helped start other churches, but I appreciate how sometimes you can feel like, oh, we haven't done much. Right, and, uh, right, but then right. as, as an outsider, just want to tell you guys, it's incredible what you have done, you know, just mm-hmm. because oftentimes we don't get to hear that because we are, what makes us good at what we do is to stay focused on what's not yet, you know, and and, and you want to do that. But I think it's amazing to see what's what's happened. So I would love to just hear, how did you guys go from, hey, you called them, then what was the process (laughs) like? Um, How did it it roll out, and how did you guys then begin to start these concepts? To to go down that road? Yeah. So it was about a, a, I mean, when we went into that space, it was a um, completely remodeled, redesigned space, but uh, unfurnished. Um, So... I think it was about a four-month process um, before we got even into hiring a chef, um, understanding what direction we were going with with a menu and a concept, uh, as much as it was, you know, where's all the money getting allocated, and by all the money, not that much. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was really like being thrifty on how we hmm. were going to furnish this place, set up the operation, how it was going to flow. Um, you know, the top top-to-bottom operation of the whole place. And there's only 84 seats in our place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, doing it for the first time to that magnitude for myself, um, you know, there was a lot to dissect there. And uh, four months later, we signed the dot. Um, Mo, was, Mo was there with me, and uh, one of my best friends, who's an attorney, uh, was right there next to me as well. Um and it just so happens that uh, shortly after or shortly prior to that, um, his younger brother was uh, a ex- uh, chef at a local restaurant. And um, not his ideal position or what he expected to do. Uh, one night we had a beer or two and he kind of like, you know, popped out the idea that he might be interested. And later came a conversation um, and he approached me exactly like this, Christian, I can do stuff that no one else in this Lehigh Valley can do. If you give me a chance, you know, like I'll show you. And we were like, 
Sold. I mean, I, I was. <laughs> your brother's my Where best friend. Two easy. If you're going to say that, but we didn't know the magnitude or the direction to right. which yeah. he meant. Um, but we knew he had culinary experience and talent. Hmm. And um, so. I, I mean, he started cooking for us. Yeah, he started mm-hmm. cooking for us. So, you know, in what? December 31st right? is when we signed. New Year's Eve, so we the- signed. So we had access to the building. Yep. And we got in there, and I remember one afternoon just, you know, but as he was assembling his team, they started cooking food. I mean, we, we looked at some menus before that, and I guess to take the journey, because you also asked how we got to the concept, right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you take, you know, a kid from Jersey and, you know, two guys <laughs> and three guys from, from Pennsylvania, and you go, how do you end up with a <laughs> southern New Orleans-influenced <laughs> restaurant? I'm, I'm from Atlanta, so I'm glad you did yeah. end up with that, by the way. You can appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why and, I talk fried chicken all the time, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was it was that that first menu that had mm. so many little pieces that we looked at and were like, man, there's a lot of southern influence here. And it just so happened that he had done an externship down in New Orleans wow. with Emeril Lagasse and, and his team. Mm. And he want that was what he was passionate about. That's mm. what he wanted to cook. So he brought that in the menu, but he didn't want to kind of come over the top with it to us initially, I felt like. Yeah. By and the way, that menu came up five weeks before we opened. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the name change, right? And the name change <laughs> a month, you know, a month and a half before we opened. So we were, we were, you know, trying to keep it a very contemporary American type restaurant along the lines of some of the other successful places that are already in Bethlehem. And we sat on, you know, this Southern concept for a little while. Like, are we really going to do this? Are we going to mm-hmm. go all the way? <laughs> And I felt like when that Bayou name got introduced, like Christian and I both heard it and we're like, I think I like this. <laughs> and then we kind of threw it at Jerry and Jerry, you know. Well, like, the first night I went home and talked to my wife and I'm like, these guys have lost their mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're doing what? And I think that kind of like puts a like a nice little bow tie on what that first restaurant was for us. It didn't necessarily all come from one person. Someone would throw out this concept. Someone would throw out that concept. And we were coming from this, you know, like I said, nightclub, four in the morning, crazy, you know, amount of, you know, uh, uh, you know, DJs and parties and all that stuff. Thousands of people. Thousands Football of people. On Saturdays and Sundays. But we also hit an age, um, you know, for ourselves that it felt like it was you know, time to take another step and it was time to mature and it was time to do something else. So menus that were introduced, you know, by Tyler, uh, the building that we that we were in felt a little bit, you know, mature, um, or a little more mature. There's, you know, one television that we use in the whole, in the whole bayou, you know, that's a whole different concept for us. Mm. So it was, re- it was time for us to take a step in another direction. It was time for us to mature as men and as yeah. leaders and our first business it just felt like a good step, even though it was scary. Um, but yeah, at first, never doing anything like that, you know, I, I, I thought everybody was nuts. Um, and that's good, which proves yeah. I'm not always right, which is great. Well, it also, it also oh, no, proves we were nuts. We yeah, were nuts. We were nuts. Well, yeah. it, it is in the sense that it was a risk that um, people in the Valley uh, had not taken up to that point. True. And, and what I mean by that is there's not a lot of, at least I don't know, beyond like, you know, Popeyes and Chick Fil A, and that's very different than what you guys are doing. There's Hashtag some like chicken fight. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but the the idea though is, you know, the the Southern cuisine focus, the, the way it was infused in the Bayou, that was not done. 
Correct. And so, right. and, I, and I do think yeah. that we learned something that that uh, that first project, which was every person that we were talking to before this thing opened was saying that's the wrong location. Why would you pick that building? Mm-hmm. What are you guys thinking? Why wouldn't you just open up, a, you know, something sports bar. a sports bar? Like you guys kill it, stay in your lane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think now that that made that turned us into, uh, you know, businessmen or entrepreneurs or, or whatever word we want to throw around with a chip on our shoulder. With a chip, yeah, with a chip yeah. on our shoulder to prove to everybody that you know, um, uh, you know that that we're going to do it the way that we want, and we believe that our creativeness is what's going to make us, uh, you know, victorious in the end, kind of. And now we've gone with that for, you know, the last five years. And I don't think you lose that. Now it's your critics don't really mean much to you mm-hmm. after you had so many yeah. and they were wrong. Yeah. So yeah. now that critique doesn't really mean a whole lot to mm-hmm. us. Guest feedback and reviews and all that, that means something to you. But yeah. Yeah. No, and just to give a really just good. pay a little homage on like the, the internal struggles and w- what it ended up meaning to stay in our lane once we determined what our lane was with the Bayou concept is because it was like inherited or, you know, what we had done for so many years. I mean, we early on, it was still like the, let's put the TVs on, let's put more TVs up, let's play this kind of music. <laughs> and, you know, we had to like overcome that, um, you know, me, myself personally, you know, still wanting to play a specific kind of music. Or, you know, watch X, Y, and Z on TV. When we finally dove into it, it was like, not. I mean, you know, New Orleans is about a specific, it's about music. But, right. you know, obviously more bluesy, jazzy, not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not dancing party all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, and then the food and, you know, kind of, you know, rock, you know, some food, food network um, and different shows just to like, you know, really all encompassing you know, that concept. So, well, I think that really speaks to the power of risking and understanding, um, how that will require not only uncomfortable choices. So you're going to do things that may go against the grain for yourself, (laughs) um, which you were just talking about Christian. And, and then also even people who may not be able to see what you can see. And I think that's the power of vision, right? right? It's actually, Hey, there's something that's here. I don't know how it's all going to pan out. And, you know, it doesn't always, you know, we don't always bat 100 when we take these types of chances, but that's the beauty of it. You don't have to all bat 100 to really uh, be effective and to make a mark and to make a difference. But I think it also speaks to, when I think about you three, the power of team. There's like a team concept here that is really clear to me. And I just wanted just to hear from you guys um, as you think about who you are and, and the different gift mix, and I know you talked a little bit about your story, but what what areas do you guys um, really try to oversee? Or you would say, hey, this is more of my the, the thing that I try to really lead us in. Um, and, and there may be some shared things, and that's fine too. But I think it's important for people to understand that the team concept of what you guys do. It's, there's a reason it's called the Bayou Boys. Sure. You know, and the reason you've yeah. been able to do what you've done together is because you've worked as a team and I, you know the three amigos so go ahead all good i was just going to say probably at least once a month we'll look at each other and be like you know we really we we have a obviously a cohesive mindset uh about what the end goal is mm-hmm. but um we we uh show appreciation for the the uh the strengths that each of us have yeah yeah so, yeah, so i mean to to kind of dive in on your question i you know for myself um, for the 
10 years or so in my, my previous position, I did handle the, the events and the marketing and all the advertising, uh, you know, for the sports bar. So off the top, that was kind of the lane that I gravitated towards uh, within the three of us. And I still, you know, I still do head that area up. Um, and but fortunately for us and unfortunately at some other times, <laughs> we all have, you know, extensive experience in like the front of house. So serving and bartending and, you know, hosting. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, as a trio, like we really gravitate towards that. We, you know, and because of that, we are also, you know, smart enough in time to realize we need help in, you know, in the back in the kitchen. So obviously that's where hiring a chef mm -hmm. came, came up in the beginning, but in the, even above and beyond all of that, from, you know, an operation standpoint and, and finances and, and, you know, bookkeeping and things of that nature. I mean, it was really important for us to bring people in like that. Mm -hmm. So the, the lesser known Bayou boy, uh, <laughs> you know, Matt Weaver, who's not here with us, uh, unfortunately. Because he has that in front of a computer crunching yeah, numbers. He's in front right of a computer crunching numbers, yeah. <laughs> he's got a great, deep, raspy voice. who would have been nice on the podcast. So maybe we'll bring him if we do a part two. That's but, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, that's that's where he focuses. But, you know, Chris and Jerry can obviously talk about about their, you know, stuff yeah. that they kind of focus on. Uh, I think yeah. more than even, you know, thinking about like uh, dividing. Yeah, yeah, really. No, really. Or like our own uh, lanes that we right, stay in. Right. We do mix and it does bleed into mm -hmm. each other. But there's really no doubt. You know, we've, I think, proven to ourselves that we're the type of guys who are. Uh, self-motivated who, who, you know, you don't need a boss above you barking at you. I mean, our whole lives are on the line doing this thing. Yeah. So naturally a week goes by and it feels like the three of us did what you were supposed to do, <laughs> you know, without saying, Christian, can you go open the mail and make sure that we paid Those the cable here. bill and stuff, right? Yeah. Those things are, are handled because one of us handles it. <clears throat> and, you know, at the beginning, it was the three of us in one place. Now there are three of us to go to other places, mm. and that is so helpful. Yeah. People say, you know, you're spreading yourselves too thin, or why open all these places, or, you know, whatever that, you know, critique is on us. Um, and I don't feel that way. I feel like there's there's three of us to go get some work done, yeah. and there's no possible way I could have done that by myself. Neither. And you're, you're right. We are very focused on the front a lot, so we've been blessed to have – um, awesome guys and girls in our kitchens that take so much of the workload off of us. Because if we were chef owner, oh man, we would have one place. That would have been it. And I think also it speaks to what you guys were saying about uh, just working together, but even bringing in the right people, uh, whether that's, you know, the administrative stuff, you know, or, the, you know, the back of house pieces. Um, I think collaboration is so powerful. You know, mm. watch, watching you guys work together, but then bringing others in to say, hey, we can't do this on our own. Like that that's really being um, mindful of your strengths, but also your weaknesses and to not let them be a hindrance, but rather to let the limitations open up to limitless opportunities. Because when you're honest about those things, then you can involve people and then people can help contribute to where you're going. And as I think about even for you guys, even going through in a healthy way, 
like some rumbling, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we're we're going back and forth on whether it's menu ideas or, you know, the Bayou, that's a crazy idea, you know, from Jerry or, you know, there's a variety of things that I'm sure you guys have to work through in order to get to where you want to get to. But I think that's the power of, of teamwork and coming together. And, and really what you were talking about, too, Jerry, about multiple restaurants, I did want to ask you guys, how did you scale your concepts in light of having multiple restaurants. How have you guys done that? Because you went from one to four, right, within the five-year span. So how have you guys been able to do that? Well, actually, a fifth here oh. in the five-year yeah, five right. span. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a vision. So you, you talk about visions, right? And there, there was a vision early on. Um, you know, myself, as I mentioned, like, I didn't graduate from Lehigh. You know, mm. I think that's a, a known thing for most people. But, you know, Going and nobody st- knows that. Stop telling well, people. Just let it happen. Now they know. <laughs> I did not graduate from Lehigh. I went for four years and, and studied and mechanical out. engineering. It was amazing. Um, it's a known fact to you. Right? <laughs> you to, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, right, Mom, hold on. I'm going to walk him through this. You just say, I went to Lehigh, and then you leave him <laughs> that. That's fine. I, I know. Don't, you don't, don't, nobody's I don't care about it one yeah, way or the other. <laughs> you're a happy man now. So. Um, and I love my university too. That's the other thing. Yes, I'm, he does. I'm a strong supporter. And you're but so close to graduate. So close. You should go back and you're that would be a great story. That's what you meant by what? the ten credits. Yes. Ah, that would be a great story. We can all show I'm like, up why to graduation. Why does he want to go back? Why, why does he want to randomly right. take classes? So yeah. I'll, do, I'll do it next spring. Yeah, you're not busy um, enough. Go take see, some college courses. See, this podcast is helping us not only learn about the Bayou Boys, but helping Mo take his next step. That's right. His education track here. That's great. Yeah. Um, where was I? (laughs) Sorry. Scaling (laughs) and vision. Right. So, uh, you know, I was working in the sports bar situation where we opened three of the same sports bars. And I saw that as like, all right, this is what we want to do. We got to open these. But Mm -hmm. I felt even there, not being an, an ownership, just being a manager there, I felt that the, the pace that we're moving at was a little slow. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, I think a lot of that had to do with fear from the top because, you know, the gentleman that owned it was a bit older than we are, you know, at this point now. And, you know, you, you start calculating risk a little differently as you, mm-hmm. as you get older like that, right? For us, it's kind of like, um, you know, let's go. And, and not that we move too fast or, or, you know, faster than most, but, you know, we did have that vision of, all right, we want to open multiple locations. So we set ourselves up to be able to do that in the beginning by hiring managers early on, uh, very early on, uh, where many people would have said, well, let's stick with this and put a little more money in our pockets instead of hiring mm. people mm. to work for us. Me being one of those people. <laughs> Christian being one of those people. <laughs> I needed, to be, uh, I needed it, to be convinced. And yeah, so you talk about the, the three of us working together yeah. and how we do it. That was one of those you know challenges and sticking points you know, where I said, hey, Christian, listen, if if we are going to grow, yes, we can make more money with one, but how much money can we make with two and how much money can we make with three? And is that more work? Yes, but we also create more jobs and we create more opportunities and we can cultivate more talent, which then allows us to grow, you know, faster and bigger. And, you know, once that ball gets rolling, you know, it's literally like a a snowball going down a hill. Like you start accumulating talent and pieces of, you know, that you need for, for other things. And it's, you know, it's, it becomes a, not unstoppable, but it has its own inertia. You know, it has its own energy. And 
I think that's what allowed us to move so quickly into our, our second location, which I'm sure you want to talk about, <laughs> um, because we already had management in place yeah. at our first location, mm-hmm. where typically, a, you know, a first restaurant, you know, call it mom and pop, we would have been the management. You know, we might have been working behind the bar and, you know, in the kitchen and at the front door and, you know, hey this is how we're going to save money and make this thing work. Instead, we were like, nope, we're going to hire people. We're going to make less ourselves and we're going to go do another project. How hard was that though for you guys to say, Hey, we're intentionally taking less in order to do more. Well, the other side of Mo's sales pitch, even (laughs) though it was, let's go make more money. And how would we make more money? Um, and at that time I only had one son, but I ended up having three more since then was a good job, buddy. Thanks, pal. <laughs> um, so I have four beautiful, I have, yeah, I have four beautiful boys who will run a bunch of restaur- restaurants one day, <laughs> um, was about quality of life. So, mm-hmm. you know, you had that twofold mindset where it's like, yes, let's go, you know, uh, hopefully make more money. Um, but then, you know, if you would alleviate and, you know, structure the company the right way, you'd have a better quality of life, you know, from a, either your family standpoint or the things you want to do, um, your hobbies, your, your interests, so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that little piece right there. And I look at it as, you know, yeah. taking a, another step forward. Mo is absolutely right. I remember before there was even furniture in the first restaurant, Mo talking about an umbrella mm-hmm. and he's saying, we're going to start this umbrella and underneath it is going to be all of these things, right? Some of them are going to work. Some of them might not work. But we're going to create this umbrella of things, right, mm-hmm. with our passion and our knowledge. And once again, I went home to my wife and said, this guy's out of his mind, <laughs> right? Because we don't even have chairs. Right. Like, what are you talking about, an umbrella, bro? <laughs> like, it just, I, like I, I'm learning through this whole process as well, right? So I, I don't know. I was like, I'm not sure. We open up the Bayou in Bethlehem and it just smashes, right? Just right off the bat. And I say this to you sometimes, Chris usually laughs when I say this, but that allowed us to begin to live without rules. Mm -hmm. Our first thing worked and it came from like our minds. It was this beautiful thing that we built. So now, you know, you're all, you're all juiced up on that energy and it's like, let's go do something. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in order for that art to come out and these restaurants to, to yeah. come out, you have to have that juice flowing through you. And we, we just did, we, 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 we hit it hard right mm-hmm. on that first, right on that first one. And we all looked at each other and went, okay, what's, what's number That's two? Nice. Cause one is good and, and it's working. And again, it's, you know, the three of us get to sit here and tell our story, but it worked really well, partly because of us. Um, but a lot, uh, a lot of the reason is because of our, of our staff and our managers and stuff we just sort of well, touched and, on. Well, and I think about too, what you said, and, and I know Mo was going to jump in here is even just the, uh, investment that you made on the front end. So like you, you traded, uh, short term, you know, you said, Hey, the short term, we could do it this way, mm-hmm. but we're going to put that to the side and think long term, And that is sacrificial. And, and that is something that oftentimes we don't do a lot of, and we hear very much. And, and yes, it looks like it was quick how things happened, but you guys have been in, you've known each other for 15 years. You've been in the restaurant industry for however many years collectively. I mean, it wasn't like overnight. It wasn't a quick thing. It wasn't, you know, I, I, I think that's a, a misnomer. <laughs> I think people misunderstand that. Yes, it looks good in five years, this right. has happened, but 
they don't know about the, the 15 before then or the, you know, the, the other things that you guys did, but also the investment that you made in future talent and the way that you um, built up the people within the restaurants so they could be more successful in their craft and even in their home life as well, that you would care deeply about them. Because as we do that, the fruit of that affects not only the restaurant, but it also affects, like you said, Christian, our quality of life, sure. you know, because it all works together. You know, when they're stressed at the office, so to speak, right, <laughs> or the restaurant, man, we bring that wherever we go. That doesn't, that doesn't go away. And so I think that's really a beautiful picture to think long term. And, and as, as you're hearing this podcast, I think it's important that we don't have short-sightedness in our own lives, that we would be people who would be intentional and that we would see every opportunity as preparation for who knows what's next. Right. Who knows? I mean, you guys didn't know. You didn't know when you were at Starters, hey, this is going to be what's going to happen. But you kept going through. And then to make some intentional decisions as you guys had some healthy debating about, <laughs> hey, how are we going to set aside resources so that we can scale? You know, all those decisions, again, are thinking with the long term, thinking with the end in mind. And I think that's an incredible example that you guys have set. Mo, did you want to jump in with that that question as far as, you know, sacrificing and No, I, you know, I think I think we all kind of covered it. I, I think the sacrificing of it is like how selfless all of us are. Hmm. I mean, we, you know, we, I remember sitting there having having a conversation one time about like what what could have been Right? Had we just stayed at the bayou, but then even just today, like Christian and I were walking in downtown Allentown, and he's like, he's like, just imagine if we didn't open grain, and then the opportunity of Queen City would have never came about, yeah. and then we would have never, you know, uh, I mean, heck, we wouldn't be on this podcast because I would have never bumped into your brother, who then would have told you about me or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you know we run into each other outside of Queen City, and he thought. I was my brother because we're identical twins. Yeah. Which is, hey, that's dude, cool. That, that, it's that. like a mean trick, bro. No, like, dude. I, mean, I, was, I was standing yeah, on the street I like, I, I like to say, weird. yeah, I own a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. You might I want to lead with yeah, that. Right? I, got, I got that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, it all happens for a reason. We don't know what that reason is, yeah. right? But if, if you do have like your own vision and your own idea, at least you can work towards what you think is happening and you're going to take, you know, different paths, but... Yeah, I did want to ask you guys because I didn't mention early on about the grain, you know, and I just wanted to ask you guys from what you you learned from that, like that experience, you know, you guys, because that was the restaurant concept number two, two, two right? right? So I just wanted to make sure I had the order right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you guys sat out there and you did the grain and it, for everybody I talked to loves the grain, <laughs> by the way. Like I have people that are still kind of like. Man, I'm ticked that they closed the grain. Still here about yeah, it. but what what did you guys it. learn from from that experience? What you know? What made you decide? Hey, you know what? Like we're 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 moving on from to do it. Yeah, like well, like Jerry had mentioned, we were we were flying high. Like we were we we were definitely uh, loving the success that we were experiencing at the first Bayou, and um, I mean, and again, we we were. We were focused. We were passionate right. about what we were doing, and we had a gentleman like Tyler with his talents. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "This is, you know, it was." We were open for a year before uh, Allentown City Center had approached us about. No, we weren't open for a year. We weren't we were even open. open for, the, we were open for six months. Oh, before wow. that, even they, the had, a, they had a restaurant scout in the area, and he he was not from our area. He's from this area, but he would, had been living in California, hmm. and he came into the Bayou one afternoon and was like, "Hey." You guys have a great thing. I hear a lot about you. We're doing this thing in Allentown. I'm like, 
man, we've been open for six months. <laughs> like, you guys are crazy. So, so of yeah. course, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jerry went home to his wife and was like, what is wrong with these people, honey? <laughs> I can't get them to stop. <laughs> They're driving me crazy. Uh, Give me a heart attack. Right? I went home to my wife on that one, and she was like, you're crazy. And I was like, okay, I messed up. Uh, but, but no, really, we didn't mess up. Not at and all. That's we learned thing. so like, much. Not at all. That was so that was the education, right? Like as Jerry was saying before, that energy and that drive that we got from like hitting, you know, a great having a great start with the Bayou was amazing. But we weren't really learning about running like the business the way that we learned how to run the business when we opened Grain, because. I mean, when there's, it's, it's kind of like the economy, like, you know, how it's been the last couple of years, like you thought that it was going to go down, but it hasn't. And there's so much money in the system. Everybody's just kind of like benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. We opened the Bayou and it was like, wow, like we thought we were going to see a couple hundred people a week. We're seeing over a thousand and all a of a sudden, yeah, a couple thousand. And all of a sudden you're like all that stress and anxiety you had like melted away. Hmm. And we're like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And when we opened Grain, it was different. It, they're, they're, you know, it, it opened. People loved it. Amazing start. And then it hit a rough winter. And then it hit a rough spring. And then it hit a rough summer. And it was like, all right, cool. Let's, let's keep working at this thing. Obviously, this is business, right? Fortunately, we had already gone through a struggling, you know, restaurant, you know, and in, in just working in one that was struggling. Mm-hmm. And we knew that we we had to work to get it right, you know. And, and I think, I think as you said, like people still talk about how much they love grain. Yeah. And I mean, we love the concept. We poured so much of ourselves into that place. I mean, yeah. I, I, I still to this day, like you know, walk past it sometimes. I'm like, man, like we really did that, didn't we? Uh, you me know? too. Like, me it too. feels great. Um, and taking that L was awesome for us too. I think I, I really do. <laughs> it I propelled think, us. I think, yeah, I think yeah. It, it set our minds. Like, you know, how, like sometimes you're afraid to do something, and then once you do it, you're like, huh, that wasn't so bad. Hmm. You know, usually it's Christian eating new vegetables, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, like that. That's much He's like, oh my god, I don't want to eat this Brussels sprout, and then he ate it. And it was like, huh, yeah. I still don't like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's not, the same thing. <laughs> but good analogy. But you know, yeah. and I do. I think we learned. You know, so much uh, uh, with that second attempt of a restaurant, and uh, I'm super proud of what it was. Right. Really proud of the mm-hmm. uh, the employees that worked there. Again, Tyler came in and just put together this really awesome Americana comfort food sort of thing, which is why we didn't just do a second Bayou in Allentown, which is what everybody asks us. Like, why would you do a different concept? And it's for the for the art of it. You know, you have a chef who wants to cook and not do the same menu, and we don't want to do the same spaces over and over again and that kind of stuff. So we, you know. Well, back then we didn't. Yeah, right. Back right. then we didn't. <laughs> and I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, um, I think so. That was where that, you know, where yeah. the concept came from. And I think we even learned even more than that was to take a step back because even though we said we're not going to listen to our critics and we're going to do whatever we want to do because, you know, the, our, our, our decisions we feel like are strong and creative. I think uh, we took the temperature of the street that we built green on, and then if we could do it again, maybe we wouldn't go as gastro pubby cocktail program uh, price point. I think that we're learning with a Queen City barbecue that has a slightly lower price point, a little more casual, that uh, maybe we overthought 
it a bit coming off of the things that we were into at that moment. Chef Tyler got us into culinary terms we never heard of, right, which made <laughs> us mature and grow. And we're watching every show about restaurateurs and this and Food Network, right? So we were all like, cool, we got to make it like yeah. this and do this. And maybe we, maybe we overshot what sh- mm. we should have put there, even though – I'm 100, I 100% stand behind the product that, that we, that we put out. And the, the loss that we took there was not for, you know, the three of us sitting here. Uh, the loss was for, you know, the people who lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the big reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. Mo and Chris and, and myself do this is to create opportunities for people. And when you have to take that away from them, Mm -hmm. The, that was probably like the sleepless nights about it. It wasn't about closing a business. That's who cares? You know, it's the people then who counted on you to create that for them. It was, you know, the rug gets pulled out from under them. So um, that's the sad part. Yeah. I was going to say too, I think uh, one of the things I have a buddy, he owns a um, employment agency and he says one of the most stressful parts of the the job is to think about the fact that you're responsible for someone else's livelihood and the pressure oh, sure. that comes from that in the, and so even what you're saying, uh, I think this speaks a lot to even you guys' heartbeat of the people and being about the community. But I also think one of the, the things I took away from what you shared is you can lose, but the loss can still be a win. Like, so when I think about what happened with the grain, I think, yes, it was hard and it was difficult and the concept was good. It was great food. I went there, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, we were, and as soon as my wife and I found out, uh, she was pregnant after years of trying, I was one of our, our good friends took us out there to celebrate. And so it has a, a real fond memory for us. Uh, but then I, th- I think about the fact that it, it kept you guys, I think grounded in a healthy way without losing that creativity, but also helped you to understand a bit of hey, what does it look like to 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 consider the the context that we're going into? I think Jerry said that. I think Mo, you hit on that too. Is like, hey, what's the context that we're going to? Because when you go downtown Allentown, yes, there's a lot of new stuff there, but man, where you cross over the you know what people can afford, it changes drastically because of their their uh, own living and what they're taking in financially, all those kind of challenges. So, as you guys were there. I think there's so much education, as you mentioned, Mo, that came from that. And I think doors opened up for mm-hmm. Queen City. So tell me from that, because you mentioned that before, like, hey, grain. And then all of a sudden, there's this other door for Queen City. Do, if you guys feel comfortable telling that story. I just remember the night I was at work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's like, eh, you know, your pocket vibrates. And I go look at my phone, and it's like, Shula's downtown closing. And I'm like... Mo probably sent it to me. I'm like, oh no, why are you sending me this? It's like, because we're going to buy it. That's why. That's not how that would happen. I said, I remember this part. I said, you know, they're going to ask us to go in there. At that point, grain wasn't on the decline. either. We were still on the incline. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it lasted for three years, by the way. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think the, the, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, one of the things that I really, we obviously know it's a revitalizing city and yeah. what they're trying to do down there. But the fact that, you know, we, our first concept was off the beaten path and, you know, wasn't that part of a restaurant district or on Main Street or whatever it might be. And we got people to come out. So we were like, we can do that here. But you do. You need the residential stability. You need people living downtown that mm-hmm. can help sustain that. And they started off with far more restaurants 
when we were yeah. joining the team than they have now. So, yeah. Sorry. No, it's I, all good. No, that's good. But that was a good little tidbit that you added there because it lends to everything else that we're talking yeah, about. That's right. In terms of just our, our overall vision for our company within the Lehigh Valley, but uh, just to end that little you know piece there. They did reach out to a city center, that is, and said, hey, you know, would you guys want to come in and talk about what type of concept you might do if, you know, it might hypothetically. Be space. hypothetically speaking, there was an opportunity. And we're, like, we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And we're like walking up there, you know, to go see Big Brother and it's like, you know, they're going to ask. Yeah, yeah. And they said, no, we don't. Like, OK, cool. And we, we walked away and we're like, great. And a few weeks later. You know, you get the email. You guys would like to come back? And you're like, ah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and just so happened that the concept we said was barbecue because barbecue was something that was, you know, on our minds. I mean, yeah. stemmed off. Yeah. I mean, we all, it we comes doing. off of the Southern feel and we all love, so you know, we all mm-hmm. love barbecue. We've got families and we cook out in the backyards all the time. But the barbecue that we're doing at Queen City is to a whole nother level. Like, you know. Our backyard barbecues are like, yeah, let's throw some ribs on the grill. Like we're smoking brisket and pork. I love like, you, brisket. For hours, oh, well, you know, it's 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 a whole other so level. But mm-hmm. um, but it's it's awesome. I mean, we got we got the opportunity to really do something special there. Uh, again, pour our, our our vision and our art and our love like, creativity into it. I mean, it was a honestly, it was a blank palette, even though it was a restaurant. I mean, if you ever been to a Shula's, they're just black and white and if you've been to queen city barbecue it is probably the brightest most colorful like wide palated restaurant that you've you've ever walked into um so yeah how many years you guys been in queen city now three three years coming up on three september 27th you ready for the tidbit we decided to open on the same day that elton Elton john was playing across the street that's so smart it was we had never, so we, we had never opened before. We had like, never operated before. And we opened. Talk about and talk there about was people everywhere. <laughs> we we don't like to make things easy. Oh, I don't my. know if you. That's the that's the that beauty of an entrepreneur, trend. man. Yeah, exactly. It's not the easy path. It's yeah, not the, 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 the new it's not staff a challenge. Like, we're not down for the things. The, the new staff said we're opening what. <laughs> Ellen John's well, coming as well to I the mean, restaurant. Yeah. We almost opened uh, the Bayou Easton on Heritage Day, yeah. which is crazy. When we got, and not to fast forward, but when we got to Bayou Easton and like almost like when we got close to opening, Jerry's like, I feel like I just went through like four years of a restaurant college. <laughs> like you just yeah. got knowledge beaten into us for the last four mm. years. And, you know, I, I think we're a little bit smarter now. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a little bit smarter now. Well, I was going to ask you guys too, like as you think about what you've done over these last several years, how have you guys been able to bring so so much brand awareness and trust over the last five years? Because it is, I mean, again, I know I said this before, it is something to be proud of, the fact that you guys have created what you've created and the fact that people are still coming. It's not like it's, um, yes, yeah. you've, you've taken some lumps, of course, and we've mentioned those things, but that's that means you're doing something right, too. Which is amazing to hear cause, yeah. because it's our day-to-day right. and what we, like, engulf ourselves in. Like, some there's de- definitely been uh, uh, quite a few people to be like, do you ever stop and, like, appreciate yeah. or, yeah. you know, fully understand what you guys have done? And that's just uh, – that's just an amazing feeling. It really is. Um, and then some days I will. I'll wake up and go, you know, like, you know, you see your weekly sales and people are still coming and people are still, you know, people want to be taken care of. You know, we call ourselves the Body Boys Hospitality Group. 
So here we are, and we, we focus on the, those things, the quality of the product as well as your service. And, you know, for us, it's the funda- those are the fundamentals to it. You know, it's not, it's not rocket science, so we continue to strive to be our best at that. I know it might sound cliche. No, I don't think it's cliche because I, I think that one of the things I've taken away from it when I interact with any of you is there's a real sense of, hey, we're here to not just give you a great experience. That's a big part of it, like the environment. It's incredible, uh, you know, the overall feel, even though it's different, like when you go to the bayou in Bethlehem mm-hmm. or, you know, Queen City, you know, they're, they're different, but they're true to that context in that area. And then when I interact with you guys, I, I, I get a real sense of your care for your customers, uh, but also your care for the employees. And like Mo and I were talking and Mo, he just sat down with me and I had a friend with me. And was able to talk with me. But then he was like, and he was very attentive to our conversation, but also mindful, like, hey, I need to go check on these biscuits. And I was like, man, you know, we'll catch up soon enough, man. Like, go go do your thing. You don't want these biscuits to burn, man. But the fact that even just the care of like, hey, hey, I'm trying to, you know, I'm spending a little bit more time, you said to me, in Queen City barbecue just to make sure as, you know, we're, you know, trying to keep everybody up to speed and, and even just making sure that they're well equipped right. to do and to live out the culture of what we're talking about as the, the Bayou boys hospitality group, yeah. you know, that we want to make sure we're not just leaving them on their own or not micromanaging, but we also don't want them to fly dark. Like we don't sure. want them to be like, kind of, I'm trying to figure this out alone. And I, I got that sense, even as I've talked to you guys and interact with you, just a real deep care for what you're doing. And so I wanted to ask you guys, what, what is your vision for the Valley? What is the ways in which you've tried to really infuse the culture throughout these concepts? Um, and, and we want to keep feeding them. That's yes. right. That's good, man. I like that. We want I to like keep that. feeding them, whether it's food. Well, I don't want to say yeah. feeding them drinks. But. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, you know. Feeding them happiness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting what we do. Uh, hospitality in, like, the restaurant industry, right? Because so much happens over food, right? right? So, you know, we gather with friends and we gather with family and, you know, you, you take your, your wife out on your first date when you first meet, you know, and it's typically over food. And we get to be a part of all of that mm-hmm. in building restaurants and building establishments for people to go in. And, you know, that resonates with the three of us <laughs> deeply. Uh, and, you know, the challenge is for us to pass that on to our staff. But, you know, when you, when you take it, and you draw back and you say, what's our vision for the Valley? It's to see more of that, right? Mm-hmm. To see more, more businesses, more people that are like pulled away from focusing on what they're about and their business or their bottom line and see it for, you know, there, there's a whole community of people out here that are looking for places to go, things to do. I mean, you know, just the other day, um, yesterday, there was, you know, huge arts movement, mu- you know, music movement in Allentown, mm. 50 different artists, you know, musicians playing at 50 different locations throughout the downtown. And that creates community that creates, you know, different places for people to come out to and and commune, you mm. know. Um, and I think, you know, since, I, you know, coming here in 98 for me, like exploring, I'm truly exploring the Lehigh Valley. Right. Like, I mean, it, it took me until. Uh, a quick funny story. One day we we're leaving back from building out uh, grain, and Christian and I were driving in two separate cars, and I went right on like where like American Parkway is or whatever, and went like 
down the back way, back through Broadway, down to like the south side of Bethlehem. And he calls me on the phone. He's like, dude, where did you go? And I was like, what? I'm going back to Bethlehem. He goes, why didn't you just go straight? And I'm like, wait, I can do that? <laughs> like, like, and this is tw- almost 20 years into me being in the Lehigh Valley. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I always go this way. And he's like, man, like you really aren't from here. So – you know, for me, I can appreciate that as a guy yeah. from Atlanta. So, like for I me, Allentown, Bethlehem, so. Easton is like so. You know, early on was so spread out, and I feel like it's getting closer mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah. And especially as more people come into the valley, like that aren't from the valley, I think they're they're used to like, oh well, I'm gonna hop in a train, or I'm gonna do this, I'm yeah. gonna go that, and I'm gonna go here or there. So now you're seeing more people exploring Easton that are from Allentown or vice versa. And I think, I think that's, you know, super cool. And we get to see it in our restaurants. Thankfully that we have places in all three of the cities. Mm-hmm. You see people from, you know, each place. You're like, Oh, I just saw you there. I saw you here. What brings you out this way? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So that, that's been a cool, cool piece for us. That's, yeah. a, that's a gigantic question yep. too. Like, what do you see for the Lehigh Valley yeah. to, to pose that to guys who are, making a living selling fried chicken, right? It's like, what do you see from the valley, right? Like, we're not important, right? But you're right, Mo. Like, we're doing these things where people can come and experience that. And I think so far our private conversations with each other really are about, you know, uh, trying to do this thing the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, Really appreciating, you know, what it is that we have, going to work every day, being in your buildings, understanding that there's nothing more important. You said the word customer. That's a bad word Mm -hmm. in our business. They're our guests, right? That's, That's, I mean, that's, that's how we do this. Mm -hmm. That's how we feel about this. And I think, um, when you, when you have projects like Mm -hmm. this, that you put out there in front of the public eye, um, you're, you know, you're going to get judged. Um, and I know I talked talked, it seems like a lot today about like critics, you know, I don't have a chip on my shoulder about that. I I actually feel the opposite. I feel like we get so much more love um, than we get hate, which is an amazing feeling. But I think that comes from, um, you know, us uh, going to work, trying to be good leaders, trying to be good bosses, trying to be there for our employees, continue to hold the door for people ourselves. Mo sitting down at a table with you and yep. Christian going in and, and, you know, checking to make sure everything in these restaurants are, are going well. If you continue to do that, at least I believe, um, those kinds of things, like what do you see for your business or, or what kind of, you know, little niche can you carve out yeah. in the Lehigh Valley? It takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. There's no substitute for hard work. There's no substitute for passion. Um, and I think when I think of what do I want for the Lehigh Valley, I want 20 or 30 years from now to have an army of people out there that either do or have worked for us and look at us as, you know, really good guys who mm. either gave them a chance or helped them feed their families or, you know, come in and, and kind of enjoy one of the, the, the things that we've put together. So I don't know if you could, if you could change the world with fried chicken, but we're going to try. No, I see. I think that, I think that what you said though is, is really important though. I think sometimes we minimize the power of fried chicken. First of all, <laughs> that's, one of, that's my favorite food, but that's another conversation. But the, the the reality though is fried chicken is is what you serve but what fried chicken and, and the foods that you guys are are producing uh, you're ultimately are doing that for people it's a people business that you're in you're you're connecting people around food for community but also to remind them they're not in it alone and then secondly you're raising the temperature to the belief that hey 
if three guys like us, right, and, and I'm including myself because I started something too, like, you know, if we can do it and if we, you know, with hard work, with working with others, with learning, taking our lumps, continuing down that process, then we believe that you can have a part to play and whether it's starting something or contributing and thinking like an entrepreneur. Sure. You know, Lehi is really famous for using that kind of language. They don't, it's not about if you are a founder of something, it's do you think like an entrepreneur? Do you have that mindset and that attitude that says, hey, I'm willing to, to think of, through empathy, potential solutions, and then to create more jobs and more opportunities? I, th- I would even add to what you said, Jerry, like, man, what about 20, 30 years from now, those people who worked for you, what if... What if their families and their communities are impacted by the work they now are doing because of the things you've infused in them? And it all started around fried chicken. <laughs> uh, but I think that that is powerful to think about, you know. And so I, I want to just say to you guys, again, it's amazing to watch how you guys have been able to localize your concept. And I think by having that attitude and that mindset, it has brought awareness and brought trust. And that's why... Even I wanted to have you guys on because I really respect what you've done. But even my interactions with you guys have been really, really good. I mean, the fact that I thought Mo was just coming on and then I got the other two. I mean, what a, I mean, hey, that's awesome. I mean, even the fact that you guys on the first day of school, right? Isn't that right? Yeah. Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. Or Jerry? Yeah, yeah. First right. day of school, yeah both of you guys. Well, guys, thanks so much for really being on the podcast. It's a, yeah, it's awesome just to hear your story and, and the ways in which you guys are making a difference right here in the Valley. I did want to ask you guys as we wrap up here, if people want to connect with you, connect with the concepts that you guys have. And I know there's probably several ways to do that. But if you could let the audience know that, uh, I think it would be really helpful, even even also connecting with your concepts. But if they had, you know, if they were interested even um, on this entrepreneurship path that you've been on, what are ways that maybe they could find out more information, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way, honestly, to sum it all together would be to contact us on Facebook. We're all we're all on Facebook. Um, you know, my personal is uh, Mo Taylor. I'm, I'm <laughs> Mo Taylor on Facebook. Uh, we just became friends, so I'm, I'm yeah, we, that. yeah, yeah. Come on, I, I went on a I went on a friending uh, spree next. the other day, oh. but. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's it's super simple. I mean, our our company email is super easy as well. Um, info at bayouboyshg.com. So they can they can send any any information or questions that they have there. Obviously, we're on all of the major networks. Uh, the Bayou restaurants are on there as Dat Bayou, Dat Bayou Easton. Whiz Kids is uh, you know Whiz Kids Bethlehem. Queen City is Q City Q. Um, so that's uh, that's how we get down that's on all the it. platforms. That's great. That's We're awesome. pretty universal with that stuff. I mean, okay. I don't know if you want personal tags and stuff. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. There's yeah, any- and well, and and very soon uh, in in the coming weeks, depending on when this comes out, uh, there there will be a Bayou Boys Hospitality Group app. So make sure oh, you check check snap. out for that. Is this like? Uh, it's hot big. off the press. That right? is hot it's off the big. press. We just oh, okay. came like before we this podcast. We just came from that meeting, dude. So. That's awesome. Yeah, and where can people uh, people people can just look. they'll be able to get it on the app store, Android. Okay. It'll be you know fully available, but we'll definitely do a lot of uh, you know push on that on all of our pages. That's awesome, so, man. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, hey, thanks again for being on the Vision for the Valley podcast. Grateful for you guys. Thanks for and having us. Yeah, my pleasure. Make sure you Super guys check awesome. out their concepts. <laughs> and yeah, we'll make sure we uh, follow along on that app. Yeah, keep yeah. eating fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. come on now. Feed you. Thanks for joining us for the Vision for the Valley podcast. We'd love to connect with you and to hear from you. You can find us on social media at Vision for the Valley podcast, or you can email us at Vision for the Valley podcast at gmail.com. 